All right, welcome to the Investor's Guide of Memphis Real Estate. My name is Dean Harris, and as always, I'm with Douglas Skipworth. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Great, great. We bring you guys uh, this podcast to give you the boots on the ground knowledge to be a successful real estate investor here in Memphis. Please like and subscribe to Investor's Guide of Memphis Real Estate on YouTube. Uh, like our Facebook page. Uh, listen on Spotify, wherever you catch your podcast. Uh, please join us there. Show sponsors are listed on your screen below. Could not do this podcast without those show sponsors, every single one of them. Uh, play a vital role in my rental business, your rental business, yes. and, and our clients. So uh, pl please uh, like and subscribe to those guys as well. Zoom calls, uh, let's talk about those. I've had a few people okay, that have awesome. emailed in and said they want to do those. I'm going to introduce those probably late January going into February. Um, so we'll be back with those. Lastly, I help buyers and sellers every day. So if you've got any questions on uh, selling a property, buying anything here in Memphis, Dean at CrestCore.com, and I'll be happy to help you there. Sweet. Great. Good news. Happy New Year to Happy you, New to everybody Year. else. We're excited to be in here today and um, talking about, well, how was the holiday? How Did you buy anything? Did you sell anything? Was there activity over the last two weeks? Not much, is there? A little bit. I mean, you know, you helped us close a deal right there at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was sweet. Yep. So a lot, of, a lot of activity towards the end of the year. I, yeah. A lot of people don't understand that in our yes. world, like, 90% of the people quit working in our industry December 15th on, uh, and we were able to find some good deals. Yes. You found that one. Yes. So there are deals that are out there, guys. Uh, the first of this year has started off how it always does, a little slow last week. However, this week things are, are picking up. Um, so we're excited about that. Today we're going to dive right into the top five things to ask your property manager, right? We get a lot of questions all the time on, um, you know, do they do this? Will they do that? How does this work? Um, so I thought it'd be a good topic today just to kind of go into some of the things <clears throat> that we typically hear with property management questions. This is your forte. This is mm -hmm, kind of your mm -hmm. baby a little bit. So yeah. I'm going to lean on you for this. But of some of first question I, in my mind that I kind of think yeah. of is like, what area do you cover? <laughs> right. Yeah. What, you know, is it a, is it a certain pocket? Is it uh, cause I believe, I don't think we have a lot here. Most of our property managers here will cover everything, but there are management companies that might say, Hey, we only are going to cover a certain area of town. You know, no, this I mean, I think, yeah, I think you're right. No, I think there are certain companies that uh, aren't licensed in Mississippi. Yeah. So they can't cover North Mississippi or vice versa if they're just working North Mississippi. So they're yep. not coming into Tennessee. Yep. Some people that don't go into some of the other counties outside of Shelby County, Memphis. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's a, that's, it, it plays, it plays, that's a great question. And then, I mean, I think we get into it later about the, the, price point yep. of the rentals, but that affects the part parts of town, you know, as far as areas and what you're buying and what you're That's renting right. in. So always an important question here because of where we're located geographically, we, yeah. we're bordered with states and yes. you've got to be licensed in, to do property management. So one of the, that's a relevant question here. Yes. If you're buying into Soto County and your property manager and you know, you're not going to be able, they're not going to be able to help you. So a good question in our yeah. market is, or your eight, well, I mean, we'll get into it later about an agent. Can they help you buy there? Whatever. That's right. So, so, yeah. so those are good. Yeah. So to me, it's like, you know, Know, what areas do you cover? How many properties do you manage in that area? Yeah. How long have you managed those properties yeah. in that area? You know, what's your experience? What's your assessment of that area where the person's about, you know, like their you opinion. The, what's your opinion? What's your, what's your opinion of that? Where, tell me, and not so much your opinion is, is your experience and your facts. So give me some facts. Like what are, well, kind of like we do with the zip code breakdown. Like yeah. tell me, you know, what are the rents over there? What are the bedrooms, yep. bathrooms? What are the, 
the makeup of the houses, what's the rent rate like, what's the collection like, what's the economic activity. And we've talked about stuff about different parts of town that have different economic engines and yeah. things that bring them. Feed so them. understanding mm-hmm. that from your property manager, um, I love it. I like to know how often they're in that area. You mean physically? Yeah. Like, are you Do out you there? Are you, are you driving there or your field techs or mm. your property managers well, or your leasing question. agents or your technicians? Like, are you out in that area? Do you really know what's going on? Or is it like, oh, yeah, we manage over there? Yeah. I love that. I love yeah. do you get into that area. I ask about leasing yeah. team and the process they go through to rent out a property. I don't know how much different that is, but I'll let you speak on it. Is that generally the same process with each management company or do those differ? So Dean, is it the same process when they, when a buyer asks you to buy a house? <laughs> no. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. you know, so I started with kind of with you about when you're asking about the leasing team, it's like, you know, what first we start, it's like, what are the rent range recommendations for that area? Mm-hmm. And then what is the scope of work you need to do on that property mm-hmm. to get kind of a low end range to a high end range yep. on the things you're doing? Yep. And then it's like, how do you market the property? How do you do showings? Mm-hmm. What is your application process like? Yep. How do they make a security deposit? How do they go about signing leases? Do they come in? Do you go through it? Is it DocuSign? What do you do? How is the move-in process? Do they just pick up a key and go? Or do you meet them out there and do yeah. it? And then how do renewals work? So, I mean, so to me, there's a lot, there are a lot of variables in there. And everybody does it a little bit differently. So, mm-hmm. at, it's a similar process, but the way everybody does those processes differently, you could have really different looking leasing processes at different property managers. So to me, that's an extremely important question to ask. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds to me yeah. like since there's so many different variations of it, yeah. and I'm yeah. admittedly unaware of any other way other than the way we do it here. Right, right, right. So right, right, right. My general question is just, hey, how do, how do we... You know, how, is that a universal process? Sounds like absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. No, no they're probably kind of again. W- w- agents all do the same thing. They just list your house and sell it for yeah. you. Or they just help you find and make an offer for you. It's like, yeah. eh, broad brush. Yes, we all do the same thing. But man, once you talk about it, it's it's really a difference. How important is it? Um, our next thing was how important is this for the price range? Meaning. Is it, do you think it's the same thing if, uh, if, or the same process with different Ooh, rent ranges? Yeah. In other words, Hey, do you, how much, where is you guys main rental focus? Are you an 800 rental management company or are you an 1800? Like, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. It's a great question to ask and to talk to the, the different property managers about of where they, yeah. where they fall in. It gets a little bit into that first question of what part of town, what area yep. are, are you covering? Mm-hmm. Because there are certain people who, delineate based on the rent ranges um, yeah. to do that. So uh, you got to ask that and then you got to understand. And kind of we talked about that a little bit, I guess, in that, that second one about the leasing process of like, hey, what recommendations do you have for this area? <clears throat> a, a big mm-hmm. uh, point of distinction for rents in our area, as you know, are appliances. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, just on- had the conversation yesterday. Uh, with a, with a prospective buyer about do you provide appliances with at the, that with, rent range with our property management team like hey what do I should I or shouldn't I yeah it's yeah. that it's where's that cut off of like hey they can bring their own hey it's expected to provide these Milt, small multifamily it's mm-hmm. different so yeah um, th- th- that's that's great uh, one thing I thought about as we were talking about this was on leasing is also understanding the leasing charges yep. like how do 
when they place a tenant, do you, when they have a property for rent, do they, does the company charge a marketing fee? Yep. Do they charge a leasing fee? Do they charge a renewal fee, a placement fee? What that has to that be one like? of the more important things. Cause I, I'm guessing if you don't go through in pretty in fine detail and understand that you're going to have a whole lot of questions lot come of surprises. up. Why is it, you know, what's yes. going So I think it's important to figure out that's a, that's yeah. to me might be the most important part of learning a management company is learning where you're charged. What's your value, what value they're providing and what, how you're paying for that value. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I agree. Think that's huge. Um, okay. I, may, this might be the biggest maintenance calls. <laughs> you know, this, yeah. this to me is the most important thing on how a management company handles it with, as an owner, when I work here with the property management team, I know how it works and it's fairly seamless and I enjoy how that yeah. process is. But others, you know, assuming you manage somewhere else other than here, shame on you for that. <laughs> but if you do, seeing how other companies handle maintenance, I know your history with understanding yeah. different companies, how, yeah. I guess maybe the best question is, how does it work here? If you want to explain that, yeah. or maybe some of the differences in other. Yeah, companies. no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good either way. So, but uh, I like to. I'll, I'll start with like the questions that I think to ask yeah. on that again, kind of like we did with leasing. Like what you're you're expecting the leasing team to provide information on um, suggestions mm -hmm. and recommendations, and I think the maintenance goes goes the same way. So for me, it's like that. What's that maintenance process? Yep. So what are you doing on the front end to do preventative maintenance, but mm -hmm. more, but then once those calls start coming in, it, is it a live person that answers the phone mm -hmm. or is it an automated menu? Is there an online portal to submit mm -hmm. requests? Uh, how do you take emergency calls? How do you handle emergencies? Um, a lot of moving parts. A lot of, oh, tons of moving parts. Yeah. Uh, are these maintenance requests or are these work orders that get done? Is there a, an approved amount that the owner says, Hey, if it's X dollars, go ahead and do it. That's what I do. Or if you got to ask the owner's approval mm -hmm. on everything. So, mm -hmm. uh, do they use in-house technicians or do they use vendors to go out and mm -hmm. service customers mm -hmm. to service the tenants and the clients there? So, um, and what's the markup, right? Everybody's in this to, to get paid for their time and the sure. service and the value they add. Yeah. Everybody's charging a markup. How does that come across to the client. So yep. tons of questions to help. And then I guess we kind of alluded to it, but it's like, what's the preventative maintenance? How often are you on the pro on the premises, looking at it, changing filters, doing a, a 10, 20, 50 point inspection, whatever process you use, at whatever the process the property management company uses, just need to understand it and ask questions. There's not necessarily right or wrongs. No. There's just differences of like, what do you want to pay for? So that is one of the things that I have, I have caught other owners coming back in and saying that they didn't understand, not necessarily here, I'm just talking about in yeah. general, that they didn't necessarily understand when and how often the property manager visited the property for whatever reason. When you just said preventative maintenance, like, you know, we do a great job here of in the spring oh. checking all the AC units and smoke detectors. And there's a great yeah. process to do that here. Well, not every management company does that. And yeah. having, having, that tool with your management company is huge, especially if you're an out-of-state investor. And most of you guys that are here in Memphis are out-of-state investors. So to have that eye on the property another time, of course, there's a small charge for it. But to yeah. get out there and check all that and replace air filters and smoke detectors and the things that you've got to have with your management company, like you might go through a tenant or two, unfortunately, and the tenant's not going to care about any of that. 
So none of that is going to be maintained as far as your AC units or, or furnace or batteries in a smoke detector. If you don't check those things, you're going to be sitting there and then, you know, it compiles and things become expensive. So yes. I love that part yeah. of our company. And I love, yeah. I'm assuming or hoping if you're not managing here, that that company and that person is touching that. I yeah. think the biggest takeaway today is how many times... If, the, if, if, if we just had to take one question out of this for me, it's how many times does your management company touch your house? Mm. Now, that's there's eight questions underneath that. Yeah. But to me, that's a that's a great question to ask and talk about is how many times during a season without being prompted does the property management company touch the house with yeah. their eyes? Yeah. Or, that's, uh, that's a, yeah, that's a great point. I mean, and, and what that what's that going to look like? Because, yeah, when it comes to leasing it and then – She's talking about the property maintenance team, the preventative maintenance yeah. team. You're talking about the renewal team. You're talking yes. about the collections team. You're talking about the field tech team. So there's a lot that, yeah, that's and a really good question. for various reasons, I think they all should have their eyes on it, right? Yeah. You every, know, yeah. For various, for their own specific reasons, it seems like several people should should see yeah. it. How about, that's good. How about rehabs? How about, how about ask the company if they handle a turn? Because that's one thing that I think you could be, you know, kind of, caught with your pants down if you hire a management company oh, and they manage it, but all of a sudden someone moves out and you've got a $5,500 turn with carpet and paint or whatever it might be, but they don't do that. They only yeah. do clogged toilets and replacing light bulbs and whatever. Yeah. They don't handle that. Now you're with the management company that all of a sudden you have to go look for a general contractor. Mm. They're likely not going to recommend one because then they're on the hook for their yeah. recommendation. So yeah. asking yeah. the company if they can, you know, how far can they go? I don't think we expect them to be a full-blown construction company. No. But to handle some turns and things like that, I think yeah, it's important. Yeah, but, but again, it gets back to, to similar questions you're asking on the leasing agent and the maintenance team of like, hey, what do now that somebody's moved out and it's time to rehab this property again, mm. what do I need to do to get this different rent ranges? Yes. You know, so it's like, do I, do I this carpet and paint just to get the minimum? Or do I like, yeah. hey, now's a chance to redo that bathroom or redo that kitchen or do some upgrades yep. to get the market rent. Do I put appliances? I wasn't using appliances, but now I want to put in stainless appliances and push the top of the market for the rent. And these are good things that the, the property manager with the leasing agent, yeah. with the maintenance team or the rehab team, depending on whether they're using in-house or a, a vendor contractor, they should have somebody as a point person. It might be the property manager. Or it might be somebody mm -hmm. who worked an assistant property manager. Mm -hmm. So uh, great questions to ask. I mean, tons yeah. of questions. There's there, there are tons of questions to ask, but it, so it gets it to your point. It's like, what are the overarching kind of where you can group those questions together to know like, what is it that you need to go in there with these five questions, which I think you did. Yeah. I think with each one of these, you could probably ask three or four sub questions. Sub questions. On each one yes. Yes. And uh, you know, we could spend all day talking about the different conversations that we have, but to me that, you know, the, the takeaway is, you know, figuring out how active they are in the community and the one that you're buying in, do they visit and touch the properties and how much are you going to pay for their services? I mean, I just think in having that understanding going into it, knowing backwards and forwards, don't just take somebody else. Hey, you know, we manage there. It's great. That'll work to get yourself in the door and to understand. But you really need to go in and dive and start asking these questions yourself because it's you'll be setting yourself up for disappointment. I mean, I can't tell you how many times over the years, I don't mean recently, but over the years I've talked to investors and they, well, I didn't know that. Well, whose fault is that? You know what I mean? Like who, that's that, that goes back to you guys as the owner is to 
managing the manager. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's a yeah, popular yeah, yeah. That's term a, that's, yes. to manage the manager. And I think if you do that, that's, you know, we've talked about there is no such thing. I love there's no right. such thing as passive income. Yeah. There, it, it doesn't exist. There's less, you know, passive or less, less involved. Active, less yeah. active. I mean, yeah. you know, you don't necessarily have to be, uh, you know, your, your fist in the ground on this, but keeping that light touch with your property manager, understanding the ins and outs of their business are going to keep you clear from this isn't going right. Or did you just not know? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think there's a, I think owners, if they'll look themselves in the mirror or look at me right now on this podcast and you ask yourself, you know, how much of the responsibility of, man, I didn't know that. Like, why didn't you, t-? you know, that's on you, that that's mm-hmm. on the investor. And I think property managers, not just us, but anyone can get a bad rap or have a bad circumstance with an investor. And I've been in here before where there's been different um, disagreements and it, you know what, it, the actuality of it, it turns out that that owner typically holds the majority of the problem because yes. they didn't do any homework and they yeah. didn't know. So I'm encouraging if you've got ownership now or you own properties now and you're being managed either by us or by whoever else it might be, I would ask some questions. If you didn't know these things today, I would encourage you to reach out to whoever your representatives that you want and find out. Yeah. I mean, just look into these things and see anything else to add. I mean, I think I, 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 before I summer, before I summarize those, I think the two things that we hadn't talked a lot about, which is how, what's the communication process like? Mm-hmm. Do you email? Do you phone call? Do you have meetings yeah. monthly? What, how do you communicate? Yeah. How do you communicate with an owner? How to communicate with the tenants mm-hmm. just to understand that, that process. And then number two is, Based on all of these services, this menu and all this, you know, what's pick and choose, what's standard, and how, what is the uh, price associated with that? You know, if I'm going to be yeah. paying for these services, what am I getting? What does that look like? Yeah. So I think that that's everybody's going to ask that question. The same thing. So everybody's going to always ask how much this costs. So that's right. So you don't have to tell people to ask that yeah, question for sure. Um, so I, so to me, what I heard was like, hey, ask them what coverage area they're in. Yep. One. You know, ask them about the leasing process and then the the kind of the price range they work in. Yep. Ask them about the maintenance process and ask them about the rehab process. That's right. So talk about these big five processes. And then the few sub questions underneath them. And I think you'll at least be good to go to get yourself started. Yes. Anything else? No, man. Property management is one of the biggest keys to your success. I'm, I am here to say that I've been, I've been buying long enough now to know that at the very beginning, I'm not sure, you know, a lot of people say they'll self-manage or that. I'm just here to tell you, if you're a real estate investor and buy and hold property, you do not want to manage yourself. And you want to make sure that you go in and talk to management companies and ask these five or six questions to make sure you fully understand what's going on. It's a must. It's I'm a not, must. I'm it's not telling must. you that this is a, this is something that you can do and you should do. These five questions and this process of understanding your property manager to me is a must if you want to have success long term. It's a must because if your property management company is not doing them, you're self-managing them, you got to cover them yourself. You yeah. got to know these things. And you aren't going to know any of this being 3,000 miles away. Yeah, you're right. Thanks for your That's time right. today, yeah. guys. Appreciate you. If you have any questions, dean at crestcore.com, and we will see you next week.